0: As a teenager, you were controlled and confined by what others demanded and expected of you. In your 20s, you were consumed by what others thought of you. In your 30s, you realized you were still conflicted by what you truly thought of yourself. But now, in your 40s and beyond, it's finally time to live fearlessly, fabulously, and fully you. Let's go. Hey, sis, welcome to In the Middle with Myra, and I'm your host, Myra Rollins. Hey, what's up, ladies? Thank you so much for meeting me for week two, episode two, In the Middle. And I just wanted to go back to week one, launch week, and just say thank you. Um, Your response to the podcast was just so validating. Just validating that we need this space, this conversation, um, this group, this community. So, thank you for being a part of truly this growing community. And um, before I jump into the content for this week, because remember, last week was just what's up, what's up, what's up. But this week starts the content, content, content. But before telling you about today's content, I want to go into details of the whole month. So, the month of May. I got a theme. It's a creative theme. You ready? Motherhood. <laughs> Not very creative. However, the topics are going to be very, very interesting. So um, next week we are talking about navigating life and finding joy when your mom is gone and um, how to just rebound and recover from the death of your mom. And then after that, we're talking all things fertility. We are talking about medications, complications, ways to improve it, Um, and even talking things like surrogacy. And I know if you're like me, after you saw that movie, what was it, like when the bow breaks or when the bow breaks? I was like, nah, I think I'm good on that. But some of you might still be interested. And so after that, we're going to be talking about adoption. And if you know anything about me and my beautiful, wonderful, smushy, gushy family, then you know that my story involves adoption. And it is just, um, just one of my passions to tell people about it. So not only will I be sharing my story that day, but I will also be inviting i um, I'm just going to call her foster and adoption care guru. She knows everything because she's been in the business over 20 years. But today we are talking about when you have drama with your mama. And ladies, I understand and um, just acknowledge that there are many women who don't have this healthy, lovey-dovey, wonderful, we go shopping and do each other toes relationship with their mom. And I want to talk about that. It is so timely, not only because it's Mother's Day, but also y'all been watching Hulu, Little Fires everywhere that should have been named Little Fires every doggone place you look and turn around because there was a whole, whole bunch of fires. Um, but even though it was exaggerated and Hollywood and fictional, um, it was still at the core. Um, it was relevant to a lot of the issues that we experienced. And we are going to talk about some of those issues today. And before we move on from Little Fires Everywhere, y'all know I have to talk about Carrie Washington's face. It just does a lot. Just just a whole, whole bunch. And see, I'm double joining in my fingers. And so I talk with my hands and people are always like, oh my gosh, your fingers do this interesting thing. I do the same thing with Kerry Washington's face. I'm like, oh, 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 oh wait, you, your face is doing a lot right now, but I'm not hating because I truly believe that that, that face is going to get that girl an Oscar. But I digress. Let's move on to today's content. Um, I invited Chandria Riddick. She is a licensed professional counselor and just a wealth of knowledge. But before I introduce her to you as the LPC, I would love to introduce you to her That's just Chandria. So I will allow her the honors. Thank
1: you. I am a licensed uh, counselor in Capel, Texas. I've been a therapist for about 20 years, been in the mental health field for about 20 something years. Um, married for 20 something years, um, been a mom for 20 years. Um, so I've been doing this life thing for a while. Um, married, three children, one college age, one about to graduate and one middle school. So, uh, very busy, but loving all of it.
0: So ladies, as you can clearly see, Shandria has some major street cred in a whole bunch of areas. 20 plus years experience as a mental health professional, 20 plus years as a wife, as a mom. So I'm confident that she can speak to us from a place of professional and personal expertise. So the first question that I wanted to um, discuss with her was as it relates to having an unhealthy relationship or just tension in a relationship with a mother and a daughter, how common is it and how critical of a relationship is it?
1: Yes, I think that mother relationship with her kid, whether boy or girl in in the very beginning is really important that first establishment of attachment and identity um, and value and things like that are very important and many of us when we get to a certain age when we reach in and dig around and look for those things, we then realize that because of the relationship with our moms, especially women, because of that relationship, we realize that we are, we don't, we are deficient in some of the things Mm. and because of that deficiency or because of whatever problems that's created over our lives, um, it's caused a lot of other areas in our lives to suffer. So yes, I do see women coming into my office for certain problems. And then sometimes we can go all the way back and look at that mother-daughter relationship.
0: Mm -hmm. So I heard you say, especially women. So do you see that the relationship of having a troubled relationship with your mother affects women differently or more than what it does a son?
1: Yes, it's different. Um, but I, I can say that because of the similarities that we have, um, that we face as women, and the places we have to go in our lives, and the roles that we've taken, that it it is far more impactful. That mother-daughter relationship is far more impactful just because of the similarities, mm-hmm. because we can see ourselves in our mothers, and our mothers can see themselves in us. Wow! So it is far more impactful than it is with the son.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, sis, Shandria just confirmed that you are not alone, that many women have tension in the relationship with their moms. So now knowing that, I'm sure you want to know, is it my fault? And so I asked Shandria, is it common that women blame themselves as daughters for the tension that they have with their mothers?
1: Yes. And that starts at the beginning, it's so interesting that you asked that because At the beginning in our relationships, our parents give us certain definitions of our place in the world and our value in the world. And so when your mother does not validate your place and your value in the world, the only thing that you have to measure that by is yourself. You don't Mm -hmm. know the complexity of the environment around you. So what you normally do is go into yourself and blame, well, there must be something wrong with me that I'm not validated, that my mother didn't say hi to me. We don't transfer that and say, well, some, my mother's having a bad day. Maybe she didn't he- see me or hear me. Right. We use that opportunity and we use us as a reference point, which is what most children do. They use themselves because it's all they know. Um, And we call that egocentric. So they use themselves as a reference. And so everything is out of there. So it becomes your fault that you're not valuable or your fault that your mother didn't connect with you or your fault because she treated someone else better than she treated you.
0: Mm -hmm. And so speaking of treating others better than you, like how would one process like a mom having a good relationship with my other siblings, but then I am the one that is singled out and has the most, for lack of a better term, drama with my mom.
1: As far as now or as a child? So right now, mm-hmm. I think um, it, you kind of have to go back and redecide some of the value things that you've placed, uh, some of the decisions you make as far as your value with you and your mother. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we still relate to our parents in a childlike manner. So whatever place our they we were placed when we were children, we continue to uh maneuver in that place. Our relationship is still there. So now that we're adult women, we have to go back and redecide our place. Wow. And we may have to make different decisions about what that looks like. It may not be that my my mother values the relationship with my other siblings. It may be that they learned how to speak her language, mm-hmm. right? That they may have They may speak the same language or they may have more similarities than I do. Mm -hmm. Or it may be that um, I may have to just establish boundaries and protect myself and decide how I'm going to engage with my mother. Mm -hmm. We can't continue through life and leave the responsibility of the relationships primarily on the mother, Mm -hmm. because if that's the case, then we will continue to have these tumultuous relationships not excusing them for whatever the you know the the insufficiencies are but taking responsibility for our role and how we are
0: going to navigate it from here on
1: out right
0: and that is so key and i hear you saying that but what also comes to my mind is what if like the mom genuinely did not fulfill her role like what if there was mm-hmm. just abuse or the mom was absent and so now The mom, let's just say, doesn't even recognize or acknowledge her deficiencies in the treatment of the daughter as when she was a child.
1: Well, that is um, unfortunate and it happens more often than um, most of most of us realize some of um, the clients that I've come across that I've had the opportunity to have in my office, um, that is very common, and what I've norm, what I normally uh, say to that is, you still get to choose your relationship. Mm-hmm. You have to be okay within yourself. You cannot hinge your own psychological well being on the decision of someone else. Wow! Because it isn't acknowledged doesn't mean it doesn't it doesn't exist. You still know that it existed, so. What happens after that is yours. You cannot wait for her to acknowledge it or accept it and accept the responsibility for it and then um, try to restore that relationship. You can't expect that from them. What you can do in the process is establish your boundaries, decide where you end and where she begins and go from there. Establish your own clear boundaries and how that relationship is going to go forward. But you cannot wait for her to accept that and to say, I'm sorry, I did this. I want to make it better. Some moms will do that, but sometimes because of their own pain or their own unwillingness to acknowledge it or their own stubbornness, they will not get to that place of vulnerability and say, it was my fault. They're not going to do that. So we as women cannot wait for that to happen. We have to decide from the standpoint Um, From our own standpoint, where they begin, where we begin and they end,
0: Mm -hmm. period. Ladies, Shandria has challenged you to forgive for your own, not your mom's, but for your own psychological well-being, regardless of if your mom ever acknowledges the offense, accepts responsibility, or apologizes for any of it. And I know that it's difficult, but it is for your own, not hers, psychological well-being. And so I hear many of you saying, "Okay, fine, I'll forgive. I'll do the work for that. But what about my mom being currently still toxic and currently still negative? And you're saying that, and you're saying that that's one of the benefits of being forty and fifty and sixty, that I have a lower threshold for tolerance and I do not put up with nonsense. So if it was anybody else, I would just write them off. But because it's my mom, what then do I do?
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that you know. Uh, I would never ask anyone to to x their mother out of their life unless it's abusive or combative or y'all get together you put your hands on each other. <laughs> but that that relationship is 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 uh, one that I you you know you kind of have to learn how to navigate that. But when it comes to boundaries, when someone who is still toxic or you know that you still have the issue with um, the boundaries, I mean um, involve you decide what conversations that you have or if you're going to pick up the phone when they call or you decide how much, how involved you are. Um, It doesn't mean that you, that you have to always, you know, go on these shopping trips and trips and, you know, travel together because you're trying to establish this relationship with someone who's toxic. What that means is you decide what your level of contact and what your level of communication is going to be. Mm -hmm. There are certain conversations that I know I cannot have with my own mom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just don't have those conversations. And so are there certain opinions I don't ask?
0: Right, right.
1: You know, there are certain things that I don't invite, because there's an understanding of the boundaries that I have to place on that relationship. So you have to decide at what level of communication and contact you want to have with them in your life.
0: Mm -hmm. That's great. And so what are some common issues or like manifestations of having um, troubled mother and daughter relationships that you see as commonalities amongst women?
1: Um, a lot of uh, a lack of the ability to connect emotionally. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of women um, lack in their ability to be authentic in female relationships. They're really not trusting in some of those areas and uncertainty about their own place, um, Mm -hmm. where they stand in different relationships, um, not knowing their value, their worth, because it was never spoken into them. So sometimes um, looking for other uh, ways to feel validated outside of themselves. So, I mean that what I'm meaning is they get into relationships and they're looking to the other person to validate them. They don't come validated. So, Uh um, and that that, um, fear of being vulnerable in relationships, you know, you weren't taught that vulnerability can be healthy in relationships because you were never allowed to do that. And your mom never did that with you. So, being cautious in that and always having this cover. Um, it's very common. Always having this this outside shell, um, mm-hmm. presenting yourself with this shell, and
0: um, not allowing people to get close. So you know, Ian Levenzant fixing people's life, always saying, "Do the work." So what does it look like to do the work when it comes to I lack authenticity and I have fear of vulnerability and I don't make close connections like what are some things that I can do if I recognize that as you know some of my residual baggage.
1: Well, one go to counseling. You know, I was gonna say that you, you gotta go. To That's a plug. We gonna drop
0: your um, all your right. social media hashtags at the end.
1: <laughs> yes, go to counseling. You know, doctors don't operate on themselves. You know, you can't. Wow. There, there is a limit to what you can do on your own. You can read all the books. You can fill out all the personality assessments. You can make a checklist. You can say all of the affirmations, Mm -hmm. but this is some work that you can't do on your own. You cannot be your own gauge. Our tendency in any situation is what we call the pleasure principle, which is you seek pleasure and avoid pain. So whenever you go too far and you feel like, okay, well, that's good enough. Um, what happens when you have someone else to help process that with you is that they'll pull you a little further because it takes you to a place of discomfort and only in discomfort, most of the time change is made. It's not when everything's okay. And it's not, not when you can just kind of say, okay, I did enough of that. I said an Mm -hmm. affirmation a day for, you know, three months and now I'm okay. But you need someone there to kind of process that and question those things that feel normal to you.
0: Y'all, there was so much just meat (laughs) in that conversation with Shandria, just statements of perspective and freedom. And I know for me personally, the most impactful one was when she said that you cannot hinge your own psychological well-being on the decisions of someone else. Ladies, I almost shouted and threw a shoe. And if you were here, I probably would have pinched you when she said that. And um, it didn't stop there. Shandria and I continued our conversation for at least 15 more minutes. We discussed um, how to and practical steps to enhance the relationship with our own daughters. We also discussed managing unmet expectations as it relates to your mom as well. (laughs) There was something a word of advice that she gave us. And I told her, girl, you're going to get us hit in our mouths from our old school mamas. And she said, now listen, I didn't tell you to tell your mama that. I told you to understand and act accordingly. So if you want to know that statement and um, just hear the rest of the conversation, please tune in tomorrow because the way that In the Middle with Myra is set up is that all original podcasts will be about 25 minutes in length. And if we have content that goes beyond that, I will post it on Tuesday In its full, unedited form. So if you want to continue to dig deeper with Chandria on this particular topic, tune back in tomorrow for that unedited, full, impactful version. But here comes your homework. I told you that every podcast will be practical and have something for you to practice and implement. She had so many statements of um, just perspective, but the one that I wanted to pull out right now is her stressing that it is our decision and we get to decide the relationship. And one thing she said was that we need to understand the boundaries and operate accordingly. So, so many times we act on situations in how they should be or ought to be. And so with our moms, my mom ought to be more loving. And so I'm going to now expect her to be loving during this time. Or my mom ought to give me more words of affirmation. So why doesn't she celebrate me when I come to her with an accomplishment? I want you to make a list of boundaries that you should have with your mom so that the next time you go and test the stove to see if it's hot, you won't be surprised when you get burned. You've heard the expression, um, when people show you, believe them ladies, even if it's your mama, when she shows you believe her. So make a list of all of the boundaries that you need to establish with your mom. If you and your mom have a difference of opinions on politics and y'all always get into it. Don't talk about politics with her. If your mom never wants to keep your kids, don't ask her to babysit for you on your girl's night and get upset when you have no other options. If she shows you, believe her, what are the boundaries that you need to identify and operate within? So now before we wrap up, I wanted Shandria to give us um, some parting words of encouragement and also for her to let you know where to find her um, within her practice or on social media.
1: Well, I just wanted to encourage everybody just um, to give yourself some grace in navigating any of your relationships. We are all struggling. All of us are having a battle. All of us are fighting something. So just give yourself some grace um, as you navigate your relationship with your daughters or with your mother or any area of your life. Just, you know, sit there and breathe and give yourself some grace. Um, always, always, if you ever get to the place where you feel you're at the end of yourself, or you having these feelings of helplessness in any situation, always reach out to ask for help. Um, I am a therapist and I always recommend going to therapy, but even if that is something that you just not ready for that, maybe you have a friend of someone in your life that's always been, you know, there for you, some, you know, reach out to someone to kind of help, na- help you navigate through that as well. Um, Of course, you can always go to psychologytoday.com and you can put your zip code in and you can look for a therapist in your area. um, And even uh, uh, my website is shandriariddick.com. You can go to my website and look and contact me through there. Um, I do individual counseling and marriage counseling and couples counseling. Um, I also have groups that are online. I have a relaxed groups that, that, um, are every other Wednesday in the month, twice a month. And I have relate groups that are six. It's a six week session, closed group, very small, four or five women get together and do life together. So I have a lot of different resources and things going on. I wrote a book, Married for Five Minutes. Um, a good resource for those who are married. But mostly, um, I'm just really grateful that the Lord has given me the opportunity to walk with people in difficult seasons. And I love that, and I'm, I'm honored yes, to do that. Yeah.
0: Hey, thanks again for joining me for episode number two um, of In the Middle with Myra. And just remember that It is not just about information. I want to layer this with practical, practical, practical. So each day this week, when you visit the Facebook group, you will get either another video or a self-assessment tool or some way to practically implement the information that Shandria shared with us today. So make sure to sign up for the Facebook group In the Middle with Myra and also visit the website at MyraAroundless.com. And also, as always, just remember that getting older with style and grace ain't easy, but somebody got to do it. Why not us? Why not you? And choose to make it a great day.